Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast this week. I'm I'm a little giddy today. Like, I don't know if it's like the ADHD. I don't know if it's the four hours of sleep plus the buckets of coffee. Or more than likely, it's just that I've been looking forward to this particular interview for quite some time. I've um, heard about Bailey several months ago from Heather, who's uh, Heather's the one who does print on demand. She come, she was just on a podcast in December, and she's come. That was her second time. She's a good friend of mine, and she teaches. She's got a the Heather Heather X Studio on YouTube. But I digress. So she told me about Bailey because Bailey has been using AI mid-journey, the same thing as me, to create digital products. She's been doing it a lot longer than me, and she has a massive shop, Etsy shop, selling PNGs for sublimation. And um, sublimation is like a, just a type of art form. She's going to explain it to you. But basically, she's just creating graphics. They're gorgeous that people can either use or sell to make things like tumblers. And there's there are other products as well. I have been so excited just to have someone to chat with who's doing this. And I know how much y'all enjoy hearing about another type of digital product that you can create, whether you want to do it like in Canva with Creative Fabrica stuff, or you're a designer and you want to use your own original stuff that you're doing in, in Procreate or in Photoshop. I just think this business model is fascinating. Um, and I love... I love selling digital products, so I'm excited. So let me tell you a bit about Bailey. She's a top 0.1% Etsy seller. Her, her shop is massive. She's also a coach, and she now helps others create digital product businesses, resulting in scalable passive income. She was able to make $15,000 per month with one digital product, uh, one digital product shop on Etsy within three months, and she's now tripled that monthly revenue, resulting in over $1.3 million earned on the platform. Hello, What? and implemented strategies to automate a majority of the business and now runs several different digital product shops. Seeing the success of her main digital product shop, Bailey went on to also build her own brand off of Etsy and created a digital product membership site for her customers that now has over 800 members. This year, she launched her digital product business course, Digitally Purposed, and her YouTube channel where she provides free educational content to her audience. Her YouTube is awesome. She's a mother of four small children. I cannot, I don't know how she does it. So she believes in working smarter, not harder, relatable in order to maximize her work time as efficiently as possible and now teaches others to do the same with the strategies that she's been able to systemize. That is so fun and so important. So what I really love about Bailey is she's extremely down to earth. She's very generous. She's she's just very relatable. And if you like me, you're going to probably like her even more. She's just that kind of a person. Um, I love what she's willing to share. She's also much more organized than me. So she has just built this business and it's so it makes 
so much sense, like the different layers she has of like, here's the Etsy shop selling to two different kinds of customers, right? Someone who wants to make sublimation tumblers and someone who wants to like, who wants to just do it as a hobby and someone who's doing it as a business. So people who sell sublimation tumblers, they buy her designs that they can then put on their tumblers to sell. That's incredible. Then she had this entire group of people who want to learn from her. So she has them who are in her membership, um, going through her course content and learning how to create this kind of product as well. Then she has a membership for people who want ongoing access to designs. So she's built this incredible email list that continues to bring repeat business in. This It's one of the most brilliant things that you can do because A, you're not putting all your eggs in the Etsy basket. And B, you are not just waiting for someone to come search um, to come back and buy from you. It's They're on a repeat process, whether they're in the membership and they can, they're just getting the monthly access or they're just getting the emails and they're being reminded to come back and shop. The systems that she's put in place are really smart. Um, it's been very inspiring for me because I never thought to layer all of that together. And so I'm super excited for you to hear from her. I think that her approach, um, is just going to inspire a lot of you and give you ideas on how you can build extra layers into your business to just safeguard. You know, we're in an interesting kind of tumultuous uh, financial time. I think that 2024 could be really interesting being an election year and all the things that are just happening in the world to make things feel a little unstable. And so we are so smart to shore ourselves up and have those different streams of income coming in. Uh, And I think Bailey's done this brilliantly. So With all of that said, I'm very excited to introduce her to you. Please help me welcome Bailey to the podcast. Hey, Bailey, welcome to the podcast. I have been counting down the days for this. It's so good to see you. Hi, good to see you too. Um, This is so fun. And we were just chatting before we hit record and you told me you actually used to listen to this podcast and I kind of can't even handle that. (laughs) Yes, I did. Um, Back when I first started out on Etsy with my first handmade product, I did um, because we were trying to learn as much as we could about how to sell our glitter tumblers. (laughs) I was going to, I was, I was going to say, what was it? You were making glitter tumblers. Do you, have you seen Mrs. Dutchie or on um, TikTok? No, no. Okay. So TikTok lives are obviously a riot and there is this lady, Mrs. Dutchie, I think is her name. I know it's something Dutchie and she sits there and she makes these tumblers and just the way she's very entertaining. I don't even, I'm not going to tell you even more than that because I, don't even know how I would describe her, but the glitter tumblers made me think of her. Um, I love that you pivoted from there and I bet you're preferring what you sell now as well. Yes. I had a few pivots in between, but I eventually, I mean, still, you know, tracking with the tumblers, um, moved from glitter tumblers, um, to POD and not just POD tumblers, but POD sweatshirts, clothes, and a POD tumbler. And then even further took it and started making my own sublimation tumblers and got really, really crazy busy with those and just went to the source and was like, you know what, there's got to be a wet, better way for kids at that point. There was no way I was going to keep filling 50 to literally 60 orders a day ourselves. Yeah. In even though, you know, sublimation, if you don't know, glitter tumblers take, if you're making them right, a good week to two weeks to make a finished product. Sublimation tumbler will take you 10 minutes Um, but still it's a, and they were personalized. So we had to personalize the names on each of these. So that was a little bit of extra work. You can't just print 50 of them and, and get them out. So it was a lot of personalization on that front end, getting them made. And then of course the whole packaging, shipping, everything. So for the year that we did that, I mean, we were definitely made 
awesome money, but it just was not sustainable. So then I start looking at the products um, on Etsy and I was just like, you know what? I buy the designs for these. Why don't I just make the digital designs for this? And this is right at the beginning. I kind of call it of the boom of digital everything that you can sell anything that you can think of digital. And so I did get in at a good time. There was still competition, but not, you know, crazy that made me scared. I was a little scared, but, (laughs) and so I was just like, I'm doing it. And the January 1st of that year, I turned off all of my POD and handmade listings and just started listing digital. Oh my gosh. Okay. We have to back up because I actually didn't even realize you had the print on demand part in there. There's so many things I want to ask you. Can we, so tell me, what did you do before becoming the queen of sublimation? Like even before (laughs) Etsy, what is your background? What, like who is Bailey? Oh, well, so I do have an an email marketing background. So and I did it for in the corporate space. So that's why a lot of what I teach and what I what I do have done personally, and what I really believe has set me apart from competition and increased, you know, all these new sellers on there is having a good firm foundation with your marketing, specifically for me, email marketing. So um, I did have that experience, not anything I went to school for at all. I have an English lit degree. It is yes. useless. It is useless. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, because like we said, I wanted to be Rory and, you know, study We were English. talking about Gilmore <laughs> Girls. Our, both of us, our favorite show is Gilmore Girls. Bailey did not know my daughter's name is Lorelai. If you know, you know. That's all I'm going to say about that. But um. But Bailey, um, what was I going to say? English lit is actually perfect because you learned how to read, write, and research. I was a history major. Do you oh. think you know what I do with that? Nothing. I just wanted to see the cute military boys in their in their in their outfits every day. That was my entire. I'm being a little dramatic. My dad really loved war flicks, and so I grew up being daddy's girl watching them. And I had an interest in history, so I'm not that vapid. But I did not mind the boys in the in the <laughs> uniforms. Okay, so no, that was a perfect thing. You learned how to you learned how to research. Yes. Yeah. A lot of research goes into that degree. A lot of writing. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing. I wouldn't talk, talk bad about that at all. I think that's awesome. So, okay. So you were writing email campaigns and things in the corporate world. And then yes. you brought that genius into, when did you become an entrepreneur? What was your very first thing? Um, so I have quite a bit of a gap between my first and second child. And so, um, <laughs> I hate <Same> girl. <laughs> I have a 14 year old and the next one is five. And so when I had the five year old, um, this was right at the beginning of when I started looking at online businesses. Um, I had her, I was more than ready and prepared to go back to work. And during that time that I was staying home, which was quite a while with her, because I had an extended time, I started going on YouTube and looking up businesses. (laughs) And I, of course, started a million, not a million, probably 50. Let's be reasonable Um, from everything and everything that you could think of that you find on YouTube um, and tried and failed, tried and failed. um, And then finally started on Etsy and Etsy was kind of last because I always thought of it as you have to be really crafty to be on there. Yes. You you have to sew, you have to sew something. So that's, that's why I like never paid attention to it. And um, I kind of first saw it with the POD stuff. But then I also at that same time had just got introduced to the glitter tumblers also on YouTube by tutorials that I found. And so I was just like, I want to make these and I want to 
those are very hard and very crafty things to make. And so I dragged my mom into it. We converted our barn into a workshop. And I mean, we were, we did so good with it, but by then I was on to my third child. I have three within five years of each other. So um, that was not sustainable at all either because I couldn't be running out to the barn. I couldn't be, you know, and your kids can't, really be around that stuff anyway. So that's when I pivoted to POD because I was like, at least I can just be on my computer and do this. Um, And so that's kind of what led to the jump to the POD from the glitter tumblers. Um, And then I was like, there's such a huge, more better profit margin on the tumblers for sublimation if you make them yourself versus if you use a POD supplier. So, and I was like, and those take 10 minutes it can be in the house. I, I, I'm still looking at presses back here that I have. And I was just like, this is something much more easier. That's how I went into that mm-hmm. one. Um, but then still wind it up with the, it's just not scalable as a one or two person shop, you know? Yeah. Physical products for sure. You've got it. It's, it's a whole different ballgame. I will say, I, I know that that's Etsy's bread and butter and I love that it is like in a world that gets more and more and more digital. I'm so glad that there are still people who just want to touch the products. They want to make something by hand. They want to take the time. I have a really good friend. Like, I don't know if you know this about me. I spent half the year in Wisconsin and half the year in Texas. We like switch based on the weather because <laughs> I'm, I'm that, yeah, I'm that high maintenance. Um, I'm actually not high maintenance, but um, my one of my best friends up there, she's one of those people who like spends hours on making dinner, planning it and like growing it and all of these things, just kind of some of those, like, I don't want to call them lost arts because there's a lot of people who live with that intention and it doesn't fit with my lifestyle, but I respect the heck out of it. Like, I'm so glad there's that part of Etsy, but as I have moved into like the years of having young children and needing to do things that are as efficient as possible and wanting to also maximize like income and savings, like moving into digital has been, has been huge. Has been yeah. huge. And I will tell you, there is nothing like that first cha-ching when I don't have to do a darn thing. Oh, it's very relieving. I will say yes. that. <laughs> yes. Because before in the initial where I really blew up on Etsy was wood signs. And like, we got that the cha-ching and then it just started. Let's go find reclaimed wood, process reclaimed wood, build it into a sign, sand it into a sign, base paint it or stain it, then paint the lettering, then do the top coat, then wrap it, then box it. And <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. If you're exhausted listening, you should be. And I still respect it. Like it was the best, but like and then print on demand where I'm sitting there literally chewing my nails off, wondering if Printify is going to deliver a good product. And they're going to be no. like, how could you be the kind of company that just ships something out? You knew this was coming to me. You put this in the bag. And I'm like, oh, I, didn't, I, never, <laughs> I would have never done. I literally stare at things and I'm like, is this good enough for Jesus? Because if it's not, I'm not shipping it out. You know, like, yes. no. So, okay. So I've gone off because this is what I do. But um, yes, now getting the cha-chings and being like, I don't have to do anything. It's the best ever. It's a, it's a vibe. So tell us exactly what you sell. And for people who don't know what sublimation is, like really make it that, break it down to that. How do you make it and how do you sell it? So a sublimation tumbler is a printed tumbler, meaning you have a very special type of sublimation printer. It uses sublimation ink. Um, and then you have to apply it 
via a sublimation heat method, which is either with a um, convection oven that has been dedicated for sublimation that you don't cook your food in it. You can buy special (laughs) sublimation convection ovens, or you can have um, heat presses. And I have like four over here. um, And we used to have them all going at once. It takes about 90 seconds um, once you print out your design. Um, So I guess I should start from the beginning. I make the digital design that the crafter or business owner, um, then prints out themselves on their own sublimation printer or a converted one. Um, And then they wrap the tumbler with the piece of paper, um, the design, and then they press it um, or heat it up whatever way they're doing it. Um, And then you peel it off 90 seconds later, it's this beautiful design, hopefully, (laughs) um, on your Mm -hmm. tumbler. A lot of people will customize it. The um, whoever purchased it from me, they'll add their customer's name because I do a lot of B two B because they have their own businesses. Um, and so they'll personalize it. Yeah, they'll personalize it with a name or a quote, um, like in Canva or whatever they're using, and then print it out and make the final product. So um, I am essentially a sublimation graphic designer, even though I still hate the word graphic designer because really? I am not one. Um, but what? So you don't have a background in design? Because you're, no. you're, you're, you selling basically you're selling a PNG, but it's yes. for a specific purpose. That's so cool. Okay. Yes. Excuse me. You don't, you don't have a, a graphic design background? No, I'm, I self-taught myself everything on YouTube and I'll be the first person to tell anybody you don't need Photoshop. You don't need to learn Adobe Illustrator. You don't need to. And this is, this is speaking, you know, before I even touched AI, which wasn't till basically eight months ago. Um, I did everything in, um, software like Canva and Kittle and, um, used, uh, commercial use graphics like from creative Africa, creative market, Um, and put everything together myself. And that was it. I did take a very extensive iPad Procreate drawing course. And you never <laughs> use it though, did you? Or did you use no, Cause I, 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 I took the class. Awesome. I did it all, did two designs. And I was like, well, this is definitely not scalable. You're going to sit here all day and make one design drawing it out. And I, and I do, I give those people prop hand-drawn artists yes. like on Morgan Nichols or whatever her name is. She's yeah. amazing. It's beautiful. Like I love it, but that's not what, what my industry is, is known for. Um, they're not, they need very, very high volume and it's quantity. High volume is the, it is quantity. Name of the game. Yeah. So that was just, you know, I, while I would love to be an artist and practice all the time, that was not uh, <laughs> in the cards. We'll save that for when the kids are grown and we can sit on the, on the porch and rocking chairs with our little procreate brushes and whatever. But yes. um, Bailey, you said you introduced AI, which last year is, was my big fun thing as well. Even though I'm actually very change averse and risk averse. But I was like, if I don't look at this, if I don't look at this square in the face, I'm going to go out of business. I have to pay attention to it. Yeah. And it forced me. And then I was like, oh, oh, so tell us what you're using and how that's changed what you do. Yeah. So the first year that I was full-time digital and I, the first, I mean, that's when I went crazy viral was three months after I just switched completely to digital because it was in March of 2022. 
And that entire year just used Canva, Creative Fabrica, and Kittle. Um, And so at the end of 2022, all of the AI things were being released. And there was a lot of drama going on in the space that I'm in about whether um, Tumblr designers were going to use it or not, and if customers would buy it or not. And a lot of the stores were just jumping on it. I mean, they were having, you know, literally hundreds of listings up each day, like those kinds and just these stores just popping up huge store overnight. And I kind of just looked at it from a business perspective because while I agree with it or don't agree with it, it was a matter of if I want to stay in this space, it was learn to use it. And so January, 2022 is when I first started watching all the YouTube channels about it and how to prompt and which one I was going to use. Um, And so I decided to just choose one because they're all, I mean, they're all great now. Um, They weren't so much a year ago. They're getting, you know, there's so many more options now Um, and just really learn one really, really well, which is what I did. And so by March, I had quite the (laughs) incoming, you know, all kinds of designs just because it was just made everything so much more, easier. You could just scale that much more. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, that now I would say about 50 and 50, sorry about that. Um, No, I didn't hear or see anything. (laughs) 50% um, is done in AI. And I say 50% is done the way I used to do it, you know, using Creative Fabrica or Kittle templates or something like that. But while I will say it's almost to the point where is it worth it to even use Creative Fabrica because so much of it is AI generated anyway? And now just yeah. understanding what it looks like and what type of graphics are popular in our space, you know that it was generated in mid-journey. So why not just go create it yourself the way you want it and use it that way? Um, yeah. So I foresee in the near future um, probably going a little bit more. I mean, I'll always still have to pull it into some type of software um, because mine are very text-based and text-heavy. So I have to use something because that isn't anywhere near what it needs to be just to be able to get something to pop out with the words that you want it to say. Y'all, I don't know about you, but the legal stuff surrounding business really intimidates me. (laughs) It's not fun. It's not easy. And I generally just want to shove my head in the sand like an ostrich and hope it will go away and nothing bad will ever happen. But the truth of the matter is that we're business owners now, and that is so cool, and it takes so much courage and effort. And it would be absolutely devastating to lose it all and more, like maybe even our homes or our our family's well-being, because we didn't take a few precautionary steps in the front end to set up our business correctly. So whether you're just getting started on Etsy or you've been selling for years now but never quite got around to the legal setup, I want to make sure you know about attorney Paige Hulse and her creative law shop. Paige used to be an Etsy seller just like us, which I freaking love because she gets us, she understands the nature of our business and the Etsy platform so well, like so much better than you know, some local attorney who maybe understands like, you know, general law. She's the one person that I trust for myself and that I trust to take care of you guys for like any entrepreneurship needs. Like, or by the way, equestrian as well. If you happen to be a horsey person like she and I are, she's got a specialty there as well. So first off, I want you to know about some free resources. Um, Paige was on the podcast three times so far. So if you look for episodes 36, 61, 
an 86. Um, great free advice there. You can learn some of the basics from her of how to protect your, your business, how, the way you need to set it up correctly. Um, she's an absolute doll and she's smart as a whip. And also like you're going to love the easy way that she breaks down like complicated legalese. Like I can actually, I can actually focus on what she's saying and not go blank because it's so technical. Um, you're going to love her. And also this is really important. I want you to know that she's available if you, um, especially in the United States, of course, like if you run into legal trouble or if you need to register a trademark or you have some other issue with your business that requires legal advice, um, you can just search for Paige Hulse Law. Hulse is spelled H as in horse, U-L-S-E. And I'll also have her sites, um, you know, of course, linked in the show notes for you guys. And most importantly, I want to make sure you know about her creative law shop because it can save you boatloads of money. Um, it's literally like a template shop for, for like legal documents, the kind of things that we need all the time. So in many instances, you can just purchase a legal template from Paige directly from her site that will protect your business for a fraction of the price that you'd pay for hiring an hourly attorney. And it's going to be written a million times better than something free off of the internet. Like the stories she's told me about trying to defend people who grabbed a free like contract of some kind off the internet because they didn't want to spend the money. And then like it, lo- it cost them everything like they thought they were safe. But those templates are not written well and they're not written specific to like the Etsy entrepreneur. So she has so much in there. You can get everything from your LLC contract, which is super critical, a multi-person LLC agreements for partnerships if you work with more than one person in the LLC, special provisions for your Etsy shop policies if you really want to cover yourself there, affiliate agreements, influencer contracts, photography releases, and so much more. There's literally over 80 contracts available plus um, additional free resources. Her blog is incredible. And there's a lot of educational tools, like some even for purchase if you want to take like a course learning some basic business law stuff. So check it out. If you need to order something from the Creative Law Shop and you want a bit of a break on the price, you can use my coupon code, SMILEY10. That's all lowercase, S-M-I-L-E-Y and the number 10. And you get 10% off and hopefully that will help. So just go to shopcreativelaw.com and there are a ton of resources waiting for you. My hope and prayer is that you'll never need to fight a legal battle, but just like we have fire insurance and car insurance for a reason, setting up your business the right way now can save you from a lot of pain later. So I really trust Paige to help you out. I just started playing with that. And so far, Ideogram is the only one that's getting anywhere close to being able to produce good text. I feel I feel like the newest mid-journey is doing it a little better, but it's it's still too finicky. So I'm so with you. I was wondering about that. Like, are you going and doing the text? Okay, two things. A, again, for those of you listening who hate AI with every fiber of your being, I understand completely. I am with you. And the reality is it's sort of like, you know, think about 20 years ago when e-com or when, when business was saying, you know what, everyone's putting their stuff online now and selling online, but I'm not going to do that. And the shot, the stores that decided I'm only going to be brick and mortar. If you want, you can call in and I'll ship something to you, but you can't check out online or anything like that. And the ones who were like, you know what, I better create a checkout cart so people can order online or I'm not going to be able to keep up. It's literally, that is AI now. And we can be mad about it. I'm with you. I'm a little mad about it too, but it is the, it is what it is. And so I think we have to just we have to at least chew on that, you know? And then um, the second thing, which has now escaped me that I was going to say, um, oh, Creative Fabrica is still great for fonts. Just this week, I was playing on YouTube and found how you can use MidJourney to actually build your own fonts. Have you done that at all, Bailey? Or do no. We- oh, I my need gosh. to look that up. 
No, I will. I will send you the video and I will link it in a show notes fonts because I was like, excuse me, this is, um, this is a vibe. So that's going to be really interesting. I'm wondering how that'll hit copyright issues though. That'll be interesting. Like how they're putting those together. Right. Right. Um, okay. So mid journey is your BFF and it's creating your designs. So like you just for people who haven't played with it at all yet, you basically go in and by a prompt, it means you just describe what you want it to make. So like if you wanted to make a cow, like a cow design for a tumbler, what would you do? Without giving um, it a prompt, but just give us the idea of how it works. Yeah. Um, my Mine are pretty simple because my people, I know my audience very well. They're very, um, I know what sells. So I just continue to make to them anyway. Um, the same thing. So it just goes by a lot of the style. So if I'm looking for like a watercolor style cow or maybe a retro themed cartoony vector style cow, um, it's all just about structuring it with what it is that you want. Um, the subject is basically what it is, the style, and then any specific colors or additional elements that you need it to have. Um, and that's it. It's very like a lot of people get hung up that like you have to write this huge old paragraph. But I've found that sometimes mm-hmm. the more simple that. That it is, mm-hmm. yeah, the better that you're um, graphics come out. And then just, you can always play around with your settings. Midjourney has six different versions right now. So if I find that it didn't come out in version six, the way that I want, I'll just switch it to version 5.2 and it'll give me a completely different cow. And so that's one of the ways I can work really fast. I just go through and switch all of the settings really quickly. That way I have literally six different cows. And if we want to use them all, then we'll just throw them all in the folder and we have them for later. So no way. I never thought to do that. That's genius. We do that with, because I work so much with like just tons of clip art elements and then I put them all together to make a specific design. It's very rare that you'll get a Tumblr design to come out in one, you know, nine by three by 8.2 rectangle, and it all looks great. No, it takes a lot of actually editing to put them all together, put your text in there, put filters on there, fix anything. Um, So I mainly just generate just folder after folder of clip art in all of these different styles for whatever holiday I'm working for or a trend that we're really seeing and put them all in folders. And then we end up using them later. So that's kind of a big part of bulk working uh, just to be more efficient. (laughs) I think that's so smart. And um, what I love about that too, Bailey, is that means that you're still having to bring in your own style and artistic expression. And I think, you know, for folks who are, who are listening, it's like, it is preserving some of what we think is really special about being the creator you are still bringing pieces together. They're just a little close to exactly what you want rather than just what the market already has to offer. Yes, totally. That's so um, because, cool. Yeah. If I didn't have a brain and <laughs> was like not, you know, putting like these funny, say, I just did all of these funny t-shirt sayings today for uh, St. Patrick's Day. And I mean, it's, I still have to think about what the shirt's going to say and then, you know, go back and generate the images and in the style that matches whatever the quote is. So it does take a little bit of thinking. It's not just, you know, you get to throw in sentences and then they just, you know, pop out and they'll sell because I've done it that way too. They don't sell. Um, And so these stores that, you know, mass produce all of these designs like that and don't have any bit of creativity and, 
editing or anything, um, those stores have basically fallen off of the face of Etsy in the past nine months because they were playing, you know, let's just try to make money as quick as possible and not think about what the customer really wants. So that's a whole thing. <laughs> well, you've done that brilliantly. Like the different facets of your business were part of what made me so excited to meet you because you're, and you know what, I, you should, I should just let you explain. Um, but I just, you, let's, let me ask it this way. At some point you decided to start teaching others how to do this as well. Can you talk about that kind of pivot that happened? Yeah. So at the end of the first year doing full digital, I, it, probably in September of 2022, I started getting asked a lot, just people reaching out on my Etsy shop and via email. Because in that time period too, I should mention that I didn't just keep all my eggs in the Etsy basket, which I had known about this from the beginning, like don't do that. So I did my own site, which is also a membership site, which operates like a drive. I have hundreds and hundreds of members on there and they pay, you know, for monthly access to everything I do. Anyway, it was a lot of those people coming over saying that they were, they wanted out of the Tumblr space and they wanted to know not necessarily how to make Tumblr designs, but any type of sublimation designs, because with sublimation, there are probably over 500 different sublimation products that you can put designs on. So it's not, everybody thinks, oh, they're just tumblers. No, just go to a site like Heat Press Nation, which is like a sublimation wholesale supply store. And you'll be able to see that that's why we make designs for coasters and wind spinners and, you know, license plates, anything you can think of. It's basically probably a sublimation product. Wow. So I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a big, big industry. And so a lot of people were coming to me saying they wanted to get out of the sublimation space, Tumblr specifically. Would I be open to, you know, doing one-on-one or coaching or teaching a class about, you know, how to sell on Etsy, you know, because most of my people don't sell on Etsy, how to sell on Etsy, how to make designs, how to grow a Facebook group, how to, you know, and I was just like, well, I don't do anything. I mean, I could be open to it in the future. So I thought about it and I was like, yeah, it's just, eh in my head, another, you know, income stream, another entrepreneur thing to do. So um, I spent two months making the course at the end of 2022 and released it January 1st. And then kind of just let it sit there for six months and let organic people just find it through a blog that I had had about it. And um, then decided to take it seriously and market it and start creating content around it, which led to the YouTube channel in July. And so I've been on that for about six months now of trying to create consistent content. (laughs) That's my goal for this year is to be more consistent with that part of the business because I've never had to create content about anything before. So not on a regular basis anyway. So that is what I'm working on this year. And now with the success of both sides of the business, I've been able to hire help to facilitate, you know, a little bit of faster growth, I think. Um, and we'll see how this year turns out. <laughs> I really love that because it would be very easy to um, to want to gatekeep that information and just to feel like, man, I don't want to go create all my competition. And so I just really respect the heck out of you for being like, yeah, let me let me show you let me show you how to do this. And it's not like you um, are one of these people who goes and exploits people and charge an arm and a leg and then try to ups- upsell them to some <laughs> massive expensive coat. You know what I mean? Like you have very practical, very reasonable ways that you support people. And I don't, I don't know about you, but like when I first started, it would have been really nice to have 
what's available now in terms of being able to get someone to show us exactly what they do. It was years yes. before I found that, or I should say not years. It was months before I found that. And the ones that were available were, were all created by men. And like, no offense, men, but just like, I learn, we, you communicate differently typically. Do you know what I mean? It's a different, it's yes. a different thought process. It's a different vibe. And so being able to learn from a woman in my case is really helpful because they think more like I do. I'm over there just like, I'm not, I'm just not thinking of the like Google ads. And, and I mean, I, I'm starting to now, but it wasn't, I was just like, I just want to sell my signs. Like, can you get, can, speak to me like a creative, you know? Yes. Yeah. That so, is a huge thing. It's a, it's a, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not wrong. Right. So tell me, um, gosh, Bailey, so you've got you've got this amazing, humongous Etsy shop with over four thousand listings that is selling PNG files. At the end of the day, it's PNG files that you put together. You have a membership where people who want to have like ongoing access to them. So you're creating repeat customers with a membership for that. And you have a whole side where you are coaching and teaching other people how to do it. And you have a membership for that, which is separate. How do you do it all? Oh, I'm just very, um, I, I will say that I am a very, very organized person. That's probably my strongest thing that I have um, is just, I am so into putting everything down. First, it started out on just a simple thing, like a spreadsheet every single task that I had to do in a day. And then next to it, how much hours do I actually have in the day, which is kind of basically like nine to two thirty, Yeah. In the day. So, because I don't work after I go pick up the kids from school because there is no work after that, you know? <laughs> so yes. um, I just looked at it from that perspective. And then, I mean, I did do a few um, coaching, not coaching, but, um, classes on productivity and organizing. If you are a solo entrepreneur, which I was at that, I still consider a solo entrepreneur because I ha have contractors, but, and they're, they are there and they're there to support me. And if I didn't have them, I would not be doing these four different things Same. Um, at exactly. all. Yeah. So, and about, and about to add another one, you know, it's yes. just <laughs> the nature of the game, but just really looking at it from the top of the view is kind of what they said. And then you know, take yourself out of every single thing that does not require you. So I did that. And I was just like, wow, if I do that, and these are all these, you know, administrative customer service, um, Etsy listing photo jobs, and all of these random little things that I was spending all of this time on, then I would actually be able to still create my designs. And then create trainings, create YouTube videos, write for my blog, which I really do like. Um, and I wouldn't be stressed about because I feel like I, I'm, and even now, I mean, I get done before I'm supposed to be done at 2.30 and I'm just like, I should be needing to do something else and I'll go find something random to do. So um, it's just about, I think, just really looking at it from all of your tasks at one time. And then when you are at that level, you know, you can pull yourself out of it and then that will free up your time to just dedicate it to what really matters, what does require you, which for me is the designs and the content. And so I feel like since I made that switch, which was in July, um, I've just been a lot less stressed. Um, I feel like I, my designs are better because I actually enjoy doing it because I don't have to go list them on Etsy, which no one likes doing. I mean, if you're, if you're like, I like going and building, you know, 20 product listings every day, then I don't know. <laughs> so. It's for me, it's a lot of copy, <laughs> copy, yes. copy, yes. publish, copy. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, 
Is that, do you do that too? That's, that's what we do, right? Am I, well, no, you're um, using like a whole uploader. Yeah, we, we have it in Vela and what we have are like templates that are set up in there. And so we create them for all of the products. So say it's a tumbler or a wind spinner or a t-shirt design, whatever it is, there's all of these set templates. The VA goes in there and he, all he has to do is take my folder of designs that I sent him for the day and he will put them in their, an appropriate, their appropriate product. Um, and then, you know, alter the title at the beginning and the tags because they will be a little bit different, but I do work in bulk so that if I, for example, today I did 10 St. Patrick's day shirts, that way all of the tags are the same. He only has to enter it once. You don't have to do it individually. You you do the title once and then it's literally three button clicks and those are all published within, it should not take him, you know, more than five minutes to do this. So that's just, again, about, you know, finding whatever you can, whether it is help or VA or tools and software to take, because a lot of it can be done, you know, with tools and software. So you could free up your time by just finding the right types of software to get your time back. (laughs) Hey, my friend, I'm just checking in to see how you're doing on your Etsy journey. Do you have all the support you need? I'm so honored that you're here listening to the podcast, and I want to make sure that you also know that I have a bunch more resources that can help you with your specific questions over in the resources section of my website. Whether your focus is print-on-demand, digital products, handmade items, and even more, there are tools and freebies and courses specific to your product type that are made by experts that I have already vetted for you. I don't know about you, but when I started my Etsy shop back in 2016, I was a busy mama, and I didn't have oodles of time that was spare that I could just spend spinning my wheels trying to figure out Etsy completely on my own. I needed someone who knew what they were doing to teach me as efficiently and effectively as possible. And as soon as I was able to leverage the knowledge of an expert, I'm telling you my personal results on Etsy went through the roof. Sales went literally from crickets to cha-chings within a week of implementing all of those things that I learned. So if you're looking for that kind of help, you want to get to the bottom of it, you want to get moving and grooving, where somebody who knows how your niche works on Etsy can show you the steps to start getting sales, come on over and visit my resources page at howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash resources. And I'd love to connect you with the perfect expert for your business. I know their expertise will make all the difference in the world for you. So once again, that's howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash resources, where you can find answers to your specific questions. I'll see you there. I think I, I had never heard of Vela, but I will uh, look it up and link it for you guys in the show notes if you want to if you want to be able to use a bulk uploader like that. I thought that um, Etsy pinged that, that kind of thing sometimes as like, it looks like spam because too many listings have gone up at once. Like I know for brand new shops, if you do too many listings up front, you can get to like a suspension for that. They but will. But once you're established, it doesn't happen so much. Yes. Yeah. On a brand new shop, I would never recommend a bulk tool like that ever. Um, just at least for the first two months, you should yeah. all manually be doing your listings, what you can normally get up, something that doesn't look crazy, you know, um, because we see that when new sellers come on right now, it's just, it, it basically is a guarantee that you're going to get it shut down. And then you're going to have to go through an approval process to make sure you're real and human and that you're selling something legitimate. 
It's yeah. Do you have an opinion about this? Because obviously, Etsy doesn't publish any of it. I tell people don't do more than like ten a day when they're brand new, like those first few weeks, especially. I agree. I say like literally five, five to ten is what I yeah, usually say. And most new sellers, they can't. If they're brand new to the space in digital products, they can't get up five to ten anyway. I mean, they're they're trying to learn the design part and or the if it's a template or something like that, they're focused more on that. So, you know, realistically, five is very good for a brand new person. Very good. Um, unless, you know, they're they have an extensive background in in graphic design or creating some type of template or yes. products like that. Bailey, I could talk to you for the next three hours and we we don't have time for that, but I need you to know my heart's hurting about it a little bit. Can you please tell us the best ways to learn from you? Like if people are listening and they're like, yeah, Bailey is my person. I want to learn how to make <laughs> sublimation PNGs. I want to learn how she does things because she's a genius and she is, and you should tell us where to go and what, what you've got for us. Um, well, if you prefer uh, watching, I have a YouTube channel with, um, it doesn't have very many, but there are tons of tutorial-based videos on there. Um, and that is Digitally Purposed Bailey, trying to remember. <laughs> I'll, link it I'll link all of it for sure. And then if you prefer to read, I also have um, over, I think we have over 100 articles on the site now because I've been doing that much longer. They're not so more so much tutorial based, but um, there's a lot of different information on there, which is on digitallypurpose.com. And then I also have my new membership, um, which um, is weekly training um, and support from me as well as the original um, start to finish Etsy digital product course that I did have last year. So they do get access to both or um, anybody. I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah. Heather said she took your course. Um, this is Heather who does print on demand guys. You know, our girls, um, Heather and Jenny are print on demand girls. Heather is how I met Bailey and she took Bailey's course and said it was excellent. I have not taken Ooh. it yet, but that is high props. And that is, I, I trust Heather. She and I talk all the time. So so yes, the course, so nice. can they buy just the course or do they have to do the membership or what are the... Um, it's only sold as the membership right now. Okay. Um, I'm not offering it separately at the time currently. <laughs> no. Yeah. Subject to change. Yeah. These things, yes. it's a really interesting time right now in the coaching space. And then um, where are you on social media that are fun places to follow you? I'm very bad and I'm only on YouTube. So I have an, I have an Instagram um, and it was built when I only posted things for the Tumblr shop. And I just, that's one of my big things to work on is to uh, focus on that. Um, I'm, I am supposed to be putting repurposed things on TikTok, but I'm not because I know we need a VA for that. Let's hire one together. It'll be great. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm very, very much um, on Pinterest. Um, oh, so cool. I have a large Pinterest account and there's always new um, links to anything new that I'm doing or new articles, videos, anything that I find um, is usually pinned on there. Okay. I will link all of that for you guys. It's all, you know, my show notes are always robust. I can't help myself. I'm my mother's daughter a little bit, just a little bit. Bailey, thank, thank you so much. And also your YouTube channel is excellent. I enjoy it so much. It's very educational. What I like about you is that you're so, you're like, what you see is what you get. You are so relatable. You're so down to earth and there is just nothing oily about you. Like 
at all. You are (laughs) no, seriously, you are a breath of fresh air. So, and I mean, I like to talk good about everybody. I try to find the best in every single person with you. It's so easy. You're just the second someone sees you, they're like, Oh, she's the real deal. So thank you for that. And you guys should check out our YouTube at a minimum, but I really appreciate you taking the time to meet me today and hang out and chat and share about all of this. And I hope that, um, I hope it was fun. (laughs) Yes, it was great fun. I really liked it. (laughs) Thank you. And you guys, uh, thanks for spending your time with me. Thanks for hanging out with us. I hope you learned so much from Bailey and got excited about sublimation and PNGs and maybe finding ways to incorporate some AI into streamlining your processes. Um, But anyway, I'm so glad you were here. And until next week, go make something awesome. I love you guys so much. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.